0: All right, glad you're with us. Happy Friday. Well, for all you gun control uh, people out there, um, did you know the maniac Philly shooter had already broken pretty much every law on the books? Yeah. um, You know, you're listening to these lunatics on the left that are politicizing a tragedy. In the middle of the shooting of police officers, (laughs) why wait an hour? Less than an hour after the news breaks, Kamala Harris and it's Kirsten Gillibrand, other liberals... You know, not even a day after El Paso and and Dayton, you got Warren and uh, the DNC raising money off of a tragedy that they're politicizing. Well, the guy that shot the six cops in Philly was clearly a homicidal maniac with a rap sheet as long as both of your arms. And uh, by the way, uh, all it means is he'd already broken about every law that there is on the books. And I'm not sure why the liberal mind thinks that passing a new law would have stopped him. By the very nature, lawbreakers don't obey laws. Those that obey law, that'll be people like us, law-abiding citizens that have a right. This is why de Blasio, he has armed guards. I kept saying, should every New Yorker, if they pass a background check, have no mental health issues, do they have a right to have a gun in their home? Every New Yorker has a right to be safe. I didn't ask you if they have a right to be safe. Do so they have a right to the same protection you have, a gun in their home? They have a right to be safe. I ask again, have a right to be safe? And I'm, he's like, I'm not going to answer your question your way. I'm like, okay, the answer is in your non-answer. The answer is no. Hollywood liberals can lecture us and support all these, these anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment politicians, but it's not going to work. If you look at the public records, this guy in Philly, Philly Inquirer, show that maurice hill 36 he'd been arrested at least a dozen times since this person was 18 years old convicted six times on charges including illegal gun possession and drug dealing and aggravated assault he's uh he has done mostly short prison stints for his crimes the longest a 55 month term issued in 2010 It's not the first time he tried to evade arrest either. Records show in 2008 he was convicted of escaping, fleeing from police and resisting arrest. Also has beaten charges from kidnapping to attempted murder, according to the report. And by the way, in 08, he spent time in federal prison. He was caught with a Smith & Wesson 357, also a a 45 semi uh, semi-automatic pistol. The paper report pled guilty to federal firearms violations. His prior felony conviction should have barred him from owning any of these weapons. By the way, the shooter in Dayton, the shooter in El Paso, both cases, they didn't have any problems with a background check. No background check was going to stop either one of them. Now, this guy in Philly's criminal uh, history includes perjury conviction in 2013, sentenced to seven years probation. Why wasn't this guy in jail? This is a hardened career criminal who's never going to change. But we're being told by the left, oh, no, 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 this is important. Um, I'm going to get to that. Uh, I'm also going to get into the latest on Epstein. We are going to get to this controversy. I agree with the president, and I agree with the prime minister of Israel. Um, And I'm going to go over this in great detail. I, I first, what got my greatest amount of attention today is a column by former governor of Arkansas and former presidential candidate, Mike Huckabee. And he wrote this column and it says, Finnish government collapses, why it matters. And he starts out the article and, and we read a lot in preparation of this show every day. And we look at every website. While I noticed something, I didn't really, it didn't grab my attention fully. And he points out the media really, will never highlight this they don't want you to look at finland now this is this is so important all these democratic socialist ideas a lot of them they they always talk about this finnish model that is their the, the holy grail and how america should emulate as mike huckabee says well their government just collapsed collapsed their prime minister their cabinet all resigning because of the unsustainable costs of universal health care. Now, remember when Kamala Harris was talking about Medicare for all, and then she said, uh, w- when asked, does that mean people can't have private insurance? She said, no pri- no more private insurance. And she flipped back, and then she flipped back again. So now she's with the no private insurance thing again, meaning <laughs> you think Obamacare was bad. Just imagine Medicare for government-run health care for all, and they choose We're screwed. Nobody will ever go into medicine, number one. Number two, if you think you have wait times now, forget it. If you think Obamacare's promises broken on such a massive level, keep your doctor your plan and pay less. Millions lost the doctors. Millions lost their plans. Some people, many, many, many people in this country only have one option. That's it. In their small town, their big city, one option. All the big insurers got out because they can't make money. Yeah, there's so many better ways to do health care. We have highlighted our good friend, jo- Dr. Josh Umber. I mean, I probably need to start paying the guy for crying out loud. He's been on radio and TV so often over the last five, six years. And the healthcare cooperative that he set up uh, down in Wichita, Kansas, I think it should be a model for the entire world. And he's been able to duplicate this model in hundreds and hundreds of cities. When people ask him, and the, the, the system that he has, what's the name of the place he has uh, down in Wichita? Atlas um, MD. A- Atlas MD. So Dr. Umber set up a system. He's got more patients than he can handle. Every time I mention him, he gets more patients. He's like, Hannity, you're driving business to me. I don't need any more patients. But what he does is he hires more doctors. So what you have is available to you, your own private doctor, 24-7. You, you, will, you call, you will get a doctor to answer your call. 24 7 and you get all the visits you need in any given day week month year now most of us don't want to abuse that and most of us realize that um you know we, we don't want to waste people's time but i'm sure there are people that call every day it's only 50 dollars a month and then he very cleverly well he looked at okay a lot of my patients have high cholesterol and a lot of them have high blood pressure and a lot of our patients needed this medicine or that medicine. And he, what he did is he went to the pharmaceutical companies and he negotiated 90, 95% reductions in costs. And when you go for 50 bucks a month, unlimited care, 24-7 availability of a doctor, 365, then you also will walk out with your medicines and you'll pay pennies on the dollar. And it's only $50 a month for unlimited care per month, per patient. If you're a kid, it's 10 bucks a month. Now, that doesn't help you if you have the bad accident. It doesn't help with hospitalization. It doesn't help if you get cancer, if you have a massive stroke or heart attack. God forbid. So what you get to cover yourself there is something that insurance companies sell that's called catastrophic insurance. In other words, real insurance. It's like car insurance. If, God forbid, you get cancer. If, God forbid, you have the heart attack. If, God forbid, this or whatever. Then you will pay X deductible and then the care will be available for you. But that policy cheap because, you know, it, it's it's a what if scenario. If you buy it when you're young, it's really cheap. And or you could talk about health care savings accounts. Musgrave, Goodwin, Patient Power, written by the Cato Institute many years ago. Talked about health savings accounts forever, too. There are better ideas. Anyway, I digress. So I go back to Governor Mike Huckabee's column So we always hear that we've got to be more like Finland, more like these democratic socialists. Well, their whole country government collapsed. The prime minister, the cabinet and Mike goes on to point out this happened last week. I doubt you heard about it. He's right. I bet none of you heard about it unless you read Mike's column. He writes, this comes less than a year after Finland killed their experiment with quote universal basic income. Now, if, you, if, if this all sounds familiar to you, it should, because that's the new Green Deal. And they replace universal guaranteed basic income, whether you're willing or unwilling to work, you know, in the new Green Deal, with mandatory job training and work requirements for anybody to get government benefits. Um, and then it, he goes on to point out, you know, and he links a few tweets from Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been lavishing praise on Finland. One of Bernie Sanders tweets, if Finland can provide everyone with health care, send everyone to college for free, and provide affordable childcare, why can't the US? Well, I'll quote quote Mike Huckabee here. Finland can't, Bernie, and neither can you. Now the article goes on. He says I forwarded this from a person who claimed that he recently checked Bernie's two Twitter feeds for senator and presidential candidate and expected there was a lot of ranting against billionaires and millionaires. He's One of the latter, by the way, um, and somehow became one while he was a socialist, quote, public servant. How do these guys in Washington all become millionaires when they're supposed to be servants of the people? I don't know. And about completing his mission to transform America with a lot of big government handout programs. And Governor Huckabee says, strangely, not a word about the collapse of the government of Finland due to the exact policies he's espousing. Now, I think, Linda, what we're going to do maybe over the weekend is we're going to start looking for all the times and all the liberals will do our research, as we always do. They they said we need to be more like Finland because Finland collapsed. If you go back, Kamala Harris's plan, Medicare for all, when we examine the cost estimates for the first 10 years, Medicare for all, it takes up 90 percent of the federal budget. No money for defense, nothing else just medicare for all so what i can tell you with a certainty that if we follow finland our government will collapse just on that one issue never mind everything else that this new green deal is going to offer everybody and anyway if you scroll back the word finland never appeared in the news last week he points out barely because you know bernie doesn't want you know, to transform America into Finland, does he? But at least he can take solace in knowing that with people like him in Congress, he's already made a lot of headway into turning the U.S. into a place where the cost of government is unsustainable. That's all true. Mike Huckabee's right. All of this, the great example of Finland and Sweden and, you know, all these countries we get told about. It's a failure, and it's going to be a failure here if we ever allow that to happen. Now the question is, are we going to be smarter than Finland? The, the reason America has been a great success for all of these years is because of the God-given blessing of liberty, the wisdom to, to practice it, and capitalism. You see, capitalism, it's sort of the system that keeps you honest. What does it keep you honest with? Well, the harder you work, the better you're going to do. You know, everybody has to provide goods and services that people want, need, and desire to make money, unless you want to be a criminal or a drug dealer and take the easy way out, and you don't mind killing people in the process. But most good people have no problem getting up every single day, they worked at 12, 14, 16 hours. They pay their taxes, obey the laws. They feed their kids. They study with them. They, they're exhausted. They play games on the weekends with them. And then they go do it again. But we have the standard of living we do, which is the envy of the world, because in this free environment, we've had innovation. We've had risk and reward. You know, like, think back. What was life like before we had a washing machine or a dishwasher? I bet it was pretty difficult for people. I bet life was harder. But some genius came up and invented it. Hey, now everyone can get one at a very low cost, relatively speaking. Same with a car. When I was poor, I got $200 cars. And they worked. And I used it. And it transported me from point A to point B. Capitalism. I'm telling you, if this ever happens, the United States as we know it dies. It's over. It's over. You institute these policies, you get rid of oil and gas in 10 years, it's over. America will be finished. And that is not hyperbole. It's just a fact. It is the lifeblood of our economy. It is the lifeblood of, of wealth creation. We can raise everybody's standard of living if, just by drilling more and, and getting more natural gas. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken through abortion. Now, preborn.com, they're dedicated to saving these precious lives, and they're using the science of 4D ultrasound to do it by offering free ultrasounds to any expecting mom.
1: That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture.
0: Now, you see, when an expecting mother meets that precious baby inside her, they end up being more than twice as likely to choose life for that baby. Now, you can join them in this incredible effort of theirs, and that's rescuing babies' lives. One ultrasound, 28 bucks. Uh, for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds, and you know what? You might be saving five lives. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 on your cell. Use the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or their website, preborn.com Sean. That's preborn.com Sean, S-E-A-N. And unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to HealthLock.com. That's one word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Imagine that, a total collapse of socialism, almost verbatim what the new Green Deal is here. Um... I want to get into we have gone over in detail the squad, and more specifically, we've gone over some of the things that have been said uh, by members of the squad that show a penchant to being virulent anti-Semites. We start with Congresswoman Omar, long history of anti-Israeli Statements, including themes, oh, the Jews control the world. Uh, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. What, why should Israel ever let her in? Or it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Said that, too. And uh, talking about the American APAC, AIR- and oh, th- suggesting they're bribing members of Congress to support Israel and you've got, and by the way, this is, this, there are many other instances. They wouldn't have a resolution condemning her. They had to water it down. They were afraid of the squad. And, of course, Congresswoman Tlaib believes the state of Israel has no right to exist and should be dismantled. And don't forget, she actually wrote, you you can guess it, for Louis Farrakhan, the biggest, most virulent anti-Semite in the, in the country and racist, Yeah, she wrote for his magazine. I'll give you more details when we get back. Straight ahead. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn, but after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat.
1: When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram. It does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him.
0: Can you help out this great mission of preborn? Now to date HealthLock has helped its members save over get this 130 million dollars. Bottom line is insurance alone is not enough. Now to save just go to healthlock.com that's one word healthlock.com do it today before you see another healthcare provider. All right 25 now till the top of the hour um before I get back to the issue of uh, Israel and Congresswoman, Well, the squad, Congresswoman Omar Tlaib. And I mean, it's just clear I wouldn't let them in. I think the prime minister made the right decision. I think the president supporting the prime minister is the right decision. The only people that are fearful of anybody in the squad are Democrats in the Congress, which is obvious, should be obvious to everybody. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. Now, one of the things that we've been watching I've I mentioned what's happening, the the shooting that took place in San Antonio against an ICE office. We know the incident that happened, where was that? Tacoma, Washington. There's was one that happened in Arizona a little bit, maybe in 2018. And we had another incident that I told you about earlier in the week. And, you know, if you follow liberal logic, we would say that the people that are calling detention centers concentration camps... You know, what role are they playing in this? And then we have all the anti-cop rhetoric. You know, we have Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris out there, you know, pushing a lie, proven lie now and conspiracy theory about Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot, the fifth anniversary of, of Ferguson. But it was the Obama Justice Department that listed witness. After, wit- eyewitness after eyewitness, after eyewitness, after eyewitness, that said, no, that's not what happened. Officer Darren Wilson told the truth. And that was Michael Brown who reached into Darren Wilson's car and tried to take his gun. And then it was Michael Wil- uh, Michael Brown who charged the police officer. This after he and another guy robbed his convenience store and pushed this poor clerk into, you know, just treat him like garbage. Now, as The KYW reporter mentioned all this is going on in Philly the other night and six cops are shot. It's an ongoing situation and cops are being hurled. You know, they're they're hurling crap and pelting cops with all sorts of objects and cursing them out. And it's horrible. The U.S. attorney in Philly is blaming the city's left-leaning new district attorney for the mob taunting the cops during the standoff. The DA, quote, has championed a new culture of disrespect for law enforcement that led to the furious anti-cop outbursts. According to the federal prosecutor, William M. McSwain, on Thursday, quote, The vile rhetoric puts our police in danger, he wrote. In a statement to the press, it disgraces the office of D.A. It harms the good people in the city of Philadelphia, rewards the wicked. Federal prosecutors' criticism came as Philly police chief, I thought, did a great job. Richard Ross Jr. told uh, reporters that the weapons used during the shooting were a handgun and military style uh, AR-15. Now, we pointed out this guy has a rap sheet a mile long, including weapons violations. He was out of jail. And then you add to this, you know, the conversation I had with the mayor of New York who wants to be president, de Blasio, on my TV show. I'm saying, OK, here's the video of your cops being assaulted. The, You know, I don't care if it's water. And then there have been incidents with more than water where cops are literally, you know, groups of people just, you know, taking buckets and pouring them on police officers and assaulting them. So I take the video of that and I said, Mr. Mayor, will you promise the people in New York and the country that you're going to identify every one of the people that are in this in these videos? We have we have all the evidence we need, video evidence, and charge them with felony assault of your officers. Are you you don't like the police? You don't trust them. I'm like, what? I said, just promise that you are going to demand justice for your policemen. Well, I, you know, you have no confidence in their ability to do their job. I'm saying I want give them the moral support they deserve. What is going on here? Well, I got a tip earlier today that sounds pretty scary. And I hope the police department in Philly, you know, if you can say a prayer for these guys, we put it up on Hannity.com, dot uh, But somebody sent out a pretty despicable display of a group that's planning a rally to support the Philadelphia shooter that injured six police officers and they actually sent out free Morris Hill there's a flyer somebody sent it to us and organizers apparently then we did some digging I'll I'll tell you right now we did digging we talked to sources inside the police department inside the police department that confirmed that this is real how many people did you talk to today? Lynn, at least 10,
1: right? Well, it's already been vetted by CBS Local in the Philadelphia news down there and they're seeing people already aggregate in the area. Well,
0: but on our own, you talked to how about what? You told me about 5-10 people, right, right? About 10 people. Okay. So, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this can't be true. And then we call and confirm, you're right, CBS Local. I think that might be KYW. I'm not sure what the call letters are. But you know, they're now organizing and planning a protest by the time we get off the air tonight here to support the gunman that shot the cops during this eight eight hour standoff anyway we have al on the line i'm told to go to al and apparently you know about what's going on in philly is that true sir
2: Yes, somebody said uh, a fellow officer of mine sent me that, and uh, so
0: you you are an officer in Philly, but you I, I don't want and you're not allowed to identify yourself, are you? No. Uh, no. To the extent possible, I, uh, Jason, you can alter his voice. I don't care. I, just as long as we can no, understand I, I, what I'm, he says.
2: I'm okay. You don't you don't have to do that. So this you, you can confirm that
0: this is real. This this support of the shooter of
2: cops. Sean, I sent this out to about four places. The only person that was interested in it was you. And ever, before I sent it out to anybody, I called the 39th District and I said, is this uh, is, is this a real thing or is this a joke? And they said, no, 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 no. All, uh, all the districts are on standby for this thing. And uh, they're expecting 100 or 200 uh, people to free this guy because, you know, for some reason they think he's the victim. I don't understand.
0: So, do you know how many people might be a part of this? Because, you know, KYW, it's a well-known news outlet. The reporter that was down there that night said, you know, 98% of the people were great, but you had 2% pelting cops with objects and, and hurling all so- sorts of hate and invective at them. Is, is that true, too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's on camera, Sean. You know, there's one, uh, there was one... And they were there for those people's safety. I mean, you, you know, you all you have to do is catch one downrange a stray bullet, and and uh, the next thing you know, that's the police fault uh, as well. Um, but they showed uh, uh, footage, local footage of uh, a a cop walking by and a woman pushed him and then called him a, you know, a derogatory uh, racist name. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure it's the same people that are going to be at this uh, at this rally at this march. And then cops so, got to work that tonight. Are there, are there any yeah. regulations
0: in Philly? I know New York has regulations about if you want to protest, you got to get a permit. Any of those things in play there?
2: Well, I, you know what, Sean? I, who's going to tell them no? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, this is the kind of administration you have. Everybody's a victim. They bend over backwards for, uh, for the criminal element. Who's going to tell them no? Say they, they've got the permit because I talked to the 39th District and they said they got the uh, units on standby, and they're expecting 100 to 200 people. That's what I got. Then I sent it to you. I I, I verified it myself before I sent it to you. Can, so can I, I ask you, stupid.
0: without giving away any plans or details, is the police department ready for this?
2: Well, I'm sure they'll have civil affairs out there, which, you know, they're, uh, you know... I, I'm not,
0: not interested a, a in actually, civil affairs. A, if If people are organizing... A rally to support the guy that shot six cops this week. I want to know that the police that have to work this shift, and I hope it's all of them. And I, I, I was impressed with your police commissioner the other night, Mister Ross. I thought he's—is he a good guy, like he seems?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he's been on the job for about thirty years. He, he's a good guy, but you gotta you gotta remember. You know, he he takes his marching orders from from our the radical leftist mayor. You know, so his hands are tied, just like the you know, just like the rest. of command is it's. Uh, he's a great guy. I have never heard a bad word about him. But he takes his marching orders from our radical uh, mayor. And and Sean, in answer to your previous question, before you asked about the Richie Ross, yeah, there's going to be units out there that are that are going to work this march. just Black Lives Matter and every other crazy uh, march that they have. Sure. Absolutely. I, I'm, I, 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 I'm telling I, I you,
0: you're, you're taking my breath away and I have a genuine fear in my heart. Let me read from uh, the CBS piece. Uh, this is local Philly news. Um, the headline is organizers say hundreds expected to attend the rally to support the suspect accused of shooting six cops. Uh, I'm reading directly from it, and it says a protest is planned for Friday night in North Philadelphia to support Maurice Hill, the gunman, the alleged gunman accused of shooting six police officers. Organi- I don't think there's much ambiguity, is there, Al, on that. I think we, we know he did it. Organizers say they expect two to 300 people at this rally. The police commissioner, Richard Ross, says police will be there, too. Sadly, we do have to be there. I don't understand it. There's certain marches I do understand. This is definitely not one of them. And by the way, Hill is still in jail right now as he waits to be arraigned. The Philly DA, Larry Krasner, said today uh, or yesterday that Hill will most likely face charges of attempted murder and aggravated assault, among others. Yeah, I think that's attempted murder when you shoot six cops. Um, Thank God. And And by the way, all these guys, it's a miracle they're all alive today. Thank
2: God. But the funny thing was, he called his lawyer because he was afraid to be killed when he walked out the, out the door. Wasn't he afraid to be killed when he was shooting at six cops? Wait, my thing is, Sean, listen. You know this Krasner cat. Uh, you know he's a, a Black Lives Matter guy. He's another radical leftist, crazy man. Okay, he's acting like you know there's no open cases against this guy. This guy caught a pinch in March of nineteen this year, six six months, five months ago took a pinch for weight a narcotics pinch for weight and his office now i don't know if it was him but i'm sure he signed off on it his office downgraded it to uh you know a a misdemeanor and then gave him probation when he was all What does it mean a
0: pinch crime. i know what a pinch means you arrested him for weight what do you mean weight meaning but yeah, the you know, amount of certain, the drug you know, the the, na- the amount of narcotics amount of-
2: the amount of narcotics, exactly. Well, all right, so what So exactly. what
0: kind of narcotics? Heroin, coke, what are we talking about? Uh,
2: you got me, Sean. Uh, you got me. All, all right, so so in work. other words, he was at,
0: He probably had an amount. Weight means a dealer level. Is that a fair interpretation?
2: Yeah, intent to distribute, sure, yeah. sure. All
0: right, well, let me ask you this. And- so you have this thing going on tonight. We saw what happened the other night. You see what's happening in New York City to cops. I mean, I got to be honest, I, and I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. My, my whole freaking family was in law enforcement, I'm, and I almost did it myself. And I got to be honest, I don't. I, if you're not going to get the support, if, if we're going to allow cops to be assaulted like they're being assaulted in New York or Philly like this, and we don't hold these people accountable, There's not going to be anyone a that wants to be a cop or no cop that's going to put their ass on the line like they usually do. Well, frankly, why should they if they're not going to get the support?
2: Yeah, your segue uh, uh, before you took my my uh, my comment was about De Blasio. You were asking him that same question, and he kept kept deflecting, asking you if you you know, uh, telling you that the cops have his support. No, they not Okay, don't. ask me the
0: same question. Ask me, Sean. You're the mayor. Are you going to use the videotape of people assaulting police officers to find every single last one of them and charge them with felony assault? Yes, we're going to we'll we'll move heaven and earth to make that happen. There's my answer. Yeah, I'm not that's running for president.
2: That's, that that would have been my answer, too. And I'm sure it would be the big man in the big chairs answer as well. President Trump. And that's the reason why I did that, Sean, was to send it to you. Because you're, you, thank you for your uh, your you know your support of law enforcement and the, the military. And I know you'd shed light on this because you know what? Most people on Friday are heading to the shore. They they, they, they may not even see this. This is a travesty, is what it is. I, I
0: I honestly want everyone to just stop for a second and pray for these cops in Philly. You're walking into you you are walking into which, by the way, is the nature of the job. It's risky enough. But, but putting yourself sure. in, a, in a situation like this in the city allowing this to organize, if this goes down, it is a hostile situation from the get-go and sure. and if, if your city is like New York and you're not going to support the cops and you still have to you have to be there I, it's it's extraordinarily dangerous. I'm praying for all of your guys tonight. I really am I wish I could do more I wish I could go down and help you.
2: Well, come on, strap on a gun and come on down, dude.
0: Yeah, okay, you know what happens? They're gonna throw my ass in jail faster than uh, anybody else. And by the way, but w- w- no, my case, no, it'll, no my case, love it'll you. stick.
2: The cops love
0: you, Sean. Yeah, Maurice. Yeah, yeah. By the You're way, right. you know he got away with his gun violations. Hannity's not getting away with anything. Trust me. It's like I nah, tell my nah, accountant probably... every every day, pay it, pay it, pay it. It's, just forget it. It's you know, well, you, you really, it's a legal deduction. I'm like, pay it. Um, That's well, right. if
2: you if you or I were caught, it, it would be uh, it, it, we'd be we'd be still in jail. I'd be calling your your producer to put some money in my commissary account. I'd by the way, I'd do with that.
0: I do it. I I'd absolutely do it. Wouldn't be the first time <laughs> I've done it before. Listen, I'm going to say this. I mean, really mean this. Please, you guys, be safe tonight. I hope the police commissioner has enough guys on 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 standby here. This sounds like a very precarious situation, and thank you for what you do every day. And if anyone comes after you because you are telling the truth about this, uh, you come back to us, and we will champion your cause, I promise. You got my word on that. I
2: appreciate that. All right, buddy. Hang in there.
0: (laughs) Nobody's going to want to be a cop anymore. Now, to date, Healthlock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to healthlock.com. That's one word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider.
3: You said earlier Bruce Orr was not working on the Russia investigation. Let me ask to you here's my a, knowledge. To your knowledge. Did you not know that Bruce Orr was meeting with Christopher Steele getting the information about the the dossier and supplying that information to the FBI at the same time his wife Nellie was working for Fusion GPS that was helping Hillary Clinton? Did you not know he was doing that for the FBI? Correct. You did not know that? Correct. Okay, so he office a couple of doors down, but you had no idea that he was actually the go-between to get that information.
4: So what is your view of the way that the, the FBI interacted with Steele and how we should understand what his role was here? Well, that's a big question. So. Um Look, the investigation was not predicated on the basis of the information that Christopher Steele gave to us in the form of the dossier. That is just not, was not my understanding at the time and has never been my understanding. So just to say that flat out. Uh, Steele at the time, my understanding was that he was thought to be a reliable source that had, had a prior relationship with the FBI and brought this information to us. Look, with, I don't know how to say this other than, we're not stupid right the fbi we're not stupid you take the information and you try to vet it and that my recollection is we spent a lot we the bureau uh the folks in the counterintelligence division spent a lot of time trying to vet that information line by line
0: all right that uh, was james baker Talking about Christopher Steele being a liable re- uh, source for them. The FBI is not stupid. We vetted the dossier line by line. Now, here's the funny thing about what he says. Now, in retrospect, we can look back. Because remember, John Solomon broke the story that the FBI eventually, by the way, our two Sean Hannity show, eight hundred nine four one. 941. Sean is on number. Um, that the FBI eventually got around to vetting the dossier and whoopsie-daisy, almost none of it, over 90% they could confirm was not true. We know it was unverifiable from the get-go because Steele himself also later testified he had no idea if any of it it was true. He didn't confirm any of it. Now, that that means, remember, the bulk of information, the FISA applications were... The dirty dossier paid for by Clinton, put together by Christopher Steele, with funneled money from Perkins Coie to Fusion GPS. And Bruce Orr's wife, Nellie Orr, was working there. So what Baker is saying is not exactly true. And now listen, the cut before was Louis Gormer grilling Rod Rosenstein over Bruce and Nellie Orr. Well, we've got a new bit of information. A couple of things have come out. One is... We now have declassified documents that show that Peter Strzok was told that, in fact, Hillary Clinton's server was compromised, that the Chinese, they were getting in real time everything that went on that server, everything in real time. He didn't seem to care at all. I guess if it was Donald Trump's server, they would have cared, but it wasn't. It was Hillary's. She should win 100 million to zero. Trump voters, I can smell them. They're smelly Walmart shoppers. Now it goes even another level today with John Solomon's new investigative report. And now the DEA, we find out, was paying TSA agents to be informants at airports and ports in violation of regulations. And we found out that the dirt that Nellie Orr was feeding her husband, she was working for Fusion GPS, also with Christopher Steele digging the dirt on Donald Trump and his entire family. But what we're finding out is that it involved... All these unproven allegations, basically any unsavory figure in Russia, they just tied to Donald Trump. Mobsters, what are, any unsavory character. And Nellie Orr's dirt that she's feeding to the fourth highest person at the Justice Department at the time, that's Bruce Orr, her husband, well, dirt on Manafort, including information from a formerly jailed Ukrainian politician, an ally of Hillary Clinton. Whoopsie-daisy. And how Nellie Orr. You know, the intel shared with the FBI included allegations against key Russia probe figures like Michael Flynn, Oleg Deripaska, and Carter Page, and Michael Caputo. And Bruce Orr's annual performance bonus from the DOJ happened to double from 14 to 28 grand around the time he started working as a conduit, forwarding intel from Christopher Steele from his wife to his FBI handlers. And in 2018, a human source. Uh, validation report on the Bureau. Christopher Steele found the Bureau at only medium confidence. And that was in the get-go. But a FISA application has the word verified on top of it. It was all unverifiable. And the people that put it together hated Donald Trump. And we they were warned numerous times. We know that from John Solomon reporting who joins us now. I, I'm just trying to lay the foundation for this new information. Yeah. It, it, you know... I thank God on this I have a good memory. If you ask me who was on the show yesterday, I couldn't tell you. But on this, (laughs) I don't forget.
5: Yeah, no, you do have it locked solid and uh, you did a really good job of of identifying the, the big problem here, which is it is clear from the Russia investigation and now from other parts of the FBI, uh, the Justice Department and FBI, that the Justice Department is doing a very bad job vetting, managing and deciding who should be sources. There is no, in the real world, no one would expect a husband. Bruce Orr to be peddling his wife's company's information to his superiors during an election uh, in which uh, she's being paid to help defeat Donald Trump. We all know that's a conflict of interest. The Justice Department didn't see a problem with it. We know it's wrong that uh, if you're fired as a source that we don't set up a conduit like Christopher Steele did so that he could keep feeding the FBI who fired him his dirt, albeit his unproven disproven dirt, uh, by going to Bruce Orr. We know we shouldn't uh, hire informants who we have a personal relationship with. We know that's a conflict of interest. That's what the DEA did. We know that government officials shouldn't be functioning both as a government official and a private informant at the same time, but that was going on. There is a significant red flag warning that the Justice Department's management of its sources people who pedal information to further investigations is broken and i think one of the outcomes of the ig report and the bar report and the durham report will be tightening up these rules so we don't have to whoa, whoa, like whoa.
0: Every time you sneak something in i catch it so just just <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that's is a thing do you <laughs> uh, okay so i was first talking about a durham report or a durham bar report or a bar report but i agree yeah. with you it'll be a durham report and yeah. that the Information that they are apparently uh, getting in Europe is devastating in terms of how, how intelligence was outsourced and how Americans were spied on. And it was all part of an effort to first prevent Donald Trump from winning, and then to undo a duly elected president. Would that? Would you say that would be part of what they find?
5: I, I believe that's exactly what they're looking at. What they actually find, we'll have to wait and see. I always like to wait for the facts before I guess. But I will tell you this: we, we, thanks to your show and all the platforms you've given reporters like myself, we've been able to show just how terribly flawed, from July 31st, 2016, to April of 2019, when the Mueller investigation concluded, how terribly flawed the FBI's performance, the Justice Department's performance was in targeting the Trump campaign, investigating the Trump campaign, eventually exonerating the Trump campaign uh, for collusion, which never existed. We didn't need three years to do it. It was a badly run investigation. I think where Attorney General Barr and John Durham are now focused on is what happened between March and July, from the beginning of the uh, Republican primaries to the time that Pete Strzok opened up an official file. I think there is a growing body of evidence that there may have been, as I'm going to use the attorney general's own words here now, uh, uh, political surveillance going on in the name of the color of law. And I think that uh, uh, they're beginning to dig into that. And we may hear of some new intelligence agencies or new new entities that most Americans have never heard of that laundered some of this information. I think we're going to learn of a, a sort of an informal spy network that was taking a look at President Trump and his campaign and these Russia collusion allegations before the FBI formally opened up. That will be a huge, explosive revelation if that turns out to be true.
0: Go into more detail on this.
5: Well, I don't know a lot yet, right? I'm still doing the ground reporting, but there, we have questions, right? Uh, we know that Mifsud, by his own lawyer's uh, uh, account, this is the professor that first met George Papadopoulos, the flashpoint, the starting point of the Russia collusion narrative story, uh, the bogus story that it is now, uh, was directed to, to meet George Papadopoulos, at Papadopoulos and take this young tra- campaign aide of George, uh, Donald Trump and bring him in contact with Russians or people posing as Russians such as a student who pretended she was Putin's niece. We don't know who directed them. Was that the United States government? Was it a private entity? Was it a political entity? So that's one issue that we know Bill Barr is going to, to get involved in. We know from reporting, and I've confirmed it in my own reporting, that Stefan Halper, another academic, uh, began reaching out to Carter Page in May and June, inviting him to a conference. And then eventually, after the FBI opened up, a formal investigation July 31st, he was helping the FBI uh, investigate Carter Page. But we don't know, since there was no FBI file before July 31st, if you believe the current testimony you just played, uh, who was directing them in May, June, and July before before that file was opened? Those are the sort of questions that um, uh, Attorney General Barr and U.S. Attorney John Durham are looking at. And there's one common theme to this period of March to July that I I call it the calling card, the signature of what was going on. Multiple overtures, almost always by academics, with one offer in mind, we've got dirt on Hillary Clinton. Would you like it? It seemed to be that was the lure. And when you see it happen four or five times, let's go through all the people that got offered that. You got uh, Papadopoulos, you've got Roger Stone, you've got the Trump Tower meeting, you've got several other people that got these overtures. That has the signature of some form of an intelligence or an operation. A lot of that was going on March, April, May, June. We don't know who directed it, why it happened. That's the sort of stuff that I think Attorney General Barr is going to break open for the American public this fall.
0: How big will, I know we've talked about now four separate reports we're expecting, the IG yep. report on Comey. You believe there'll right. be an IG report on leaking. Let me put that off to the side for a second. Sure. The Pfizer report from the IG, the Durham report. Um, but let's go to Pfizer. That will be first after Comey, Correct. We expect.
5: Uh, the leaking could come before it in the sequencing that I've heard. But listen, these things take a life of their own, and somebody gets a report half done, and then there's a conflict with a lawyer, and you've got to wait, right? It's unclear. But they're going to be in some form of order. The big one, the one we'll care most about from Michael Horowitz, I believe, is going to be the FISA report. And that looks like that's still several weeks away, mid, mid-September to early October is the current time frame that I'm hearing from my sources.
0: Unbelievable. All right. So, and how is it that the FBI, now this was interesting What Andy McCarthy, He said, he said, any counterintelligence operation, well, that would be the president's counterintelligence operation. So what he's saying in that is Obama had to not only know, but approve of it. And it's his and probably been updated on it. Nobody has ever asked him.
5: Yeah, I remember we, we, I think we did a column and talked about this a few months ago, Sean, about one of the two, two of the people in the OS answers. Hillary Clinton, when did she know what Steele was up to and when did she know it? And Barack Obama, when did he know and when did he, let's go back to a famous earlier Russia investigation. Remember, you all remember Doug Campbell, the uh, undercover informant for Uranium One, Uh, when he was spying on Vladimir Putin's nuclear company as it was trying to get an unfair advantage in the U.S. market, try to corner the American uranium market. He was reporting his stuff to his FBI handlers, and his FBI handlers told him that Anything Russia this sensitive, this counterintelligence oriented, was briefed directly to President Obama. And he was told right. of two times where he got a congratulations. The president was briefed on this. If- if President Obama would be briefed on that, of course he would be briefed on the targeting of, of the Republican nominee of the 2016 election. He's never had to answer that question. Uh,
0: one more question with John Solomon when we get back. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free uh, telephone number if you want to be a part of the uh, program. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn. But after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ult- ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat.
1: When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him.
0: Can you help out this great mission of preborn? Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to HealthLock.com. That's one word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. And as we continue, investigative reporter, also executive vice president and columnist for The Hill, John Solomon, is uh, with us. Let me go to this other report that came out this week that uh, Mr. Hillary should win 100 million to zero. Mr. Insurance Policy, uh, there are a bunch of Walmart shopping Trump supporters, smelly ones, uh, Peter Strzok was told that Hillary's uh, email server with top-secret classified information on it, clear violation of the law, numerous felonies, uh, that the Chinese were getting all the information on that server in real time and he didn't care. Why?
5: That is a wonderful question, and I, I'm going to refer you to something that a lot of reporters didn't pick up in the note that Chuck Grassley sent out that brought this all to light the other day. There is a, a little footnote, and if you you could skip over it real easy in these long documents, but it says that Grassley is extremely confirmed that there was a highly classified piece of information that the FBI chose not to look at when when uh, investigating Hillary Clinton, her server, and the potential compromise of U.S. national secrets. That's the first time we've ever heard that, that the FBI made a conscious decision not to look at a highly classified piece of evidence, they certainly had clearance to do so, why would they ignorantly choose not to look at that information? We don't know what the information is, but it isn't an accident that Senator Grassley wrote about it. And uh, what Grassley's letter further indicates is that since January of this year, he's repeatedly asked the Justice Department to answer, why did the FBI not look at this? And they don't answer. Silence is their only response.
0: All of what we're talking about is coming, a lot of it, if not all of it, in the next month. It's going to be explosive. None of this would have happened in large part because of, if not for John Solomon's uh, real hard, in-depth uh, investigative reporting, uh, you should get the Pulitzer when the New York Times and Washington Post gives their back uh, for their fake news pul- uh, Pulitzer prizes. Thank you, sir.
5: Thank you, Sean. Have a good day.
0: You too. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. All right, what about the victims of Epstein? Does anyone ever think of them? We'll explain coming up next. And how do we save our big cities from all the violence and poverty after decades of democratic rule? Straight ahead. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what do you think they'd say? Hi, this is Buck. This is Tom. This is Susie. Did you know that an unborn baby's heartbeat is already beating at three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound? And that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Because the heartbeat is the voice of Preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Every free ultrasound costs 28 bucks. They don't get a penny from the federal government. They need your help desperately. And that's why I bought them two 4D ultrasound machines, because they desperately need the help. And they're helping moms with counseling and all sorts of ways. Just dial pound 250, pound 250, say the keyword, baby. Pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You'll never regret helping to save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming Now, bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered. No worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out out-of-pocket cost. That's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, how do you possibly know that your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock, they can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance That means when your medical claims come in, well, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix any hidden errors so you only pay what you owe. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to healthlock.com. That's one word healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean. Toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. You know, the Attorney General Barr had said uh, if you were part of this operation, this, uh, this sick network of Jeffrey Epstein, lolita express and orgy island and all these young girls and he goes uh don't think you're resting easy and he's very clear about it and he said the people that that he was so angry that this had happened whatever means however he died suicide or whatever I, I i'm not beginning to go down that avenue i have no clue and i'll we'll find out from the experts at some point but he was in You know, we know that he tried to commit suicide a couple of weeks earlier and he was in solitary and the guards apparently were asleep. Uh, So we know that part at this point. We don't know much more than that. But the attorney general focused on the victims of Epstein. And I'm going to play for you, Jennifer Rose. And this is one of Epstein's accusers and describing being recruited by Epstein when she was 14 years old. Now, some of this is gonna be disturbing if you have kids in the car, but I think the Attorney General's right, they've got to get to the bottom of this. Just like the human trafficking of young girls that happens on our southern border. I've interviewed agents. This is all the work they've done, stopping the human trafficking of young girls into prostitution. And we don't ever discuss that part of why we should secure the border. Anyway, this is uh, Epstein Accuser, Jennifer Arose.
6: When you first met him, what did you think? What did he say? Very nice, basically saying that, you know, he's heard a lot about me. You know, uh,
1: the, the recruiter was talking such nice things. Arose says she was served wine in Epstein's kitchen and they talked. When she left, she says she was given $300 and was repeatedly invited back.
6: The secretary would contact me and say, are you free? Can you come by, you know? Um, Epstein would
7: like to see you.
0: You know, you listen to this, it it blows your mind, you know, what she did with Epstein in a massage room, 14 years old. How graphic can, can, you know, people on the radio take this? Linda, I mean, you listen to this, I mean, I, it makes my blood boil. Doesn't it make your blood boil?
6: Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's outrageous. And when I see a child, I want to protect it and give it love and shelter and food and clothing and give it the best life I can. It's, it's horrible.
7: Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's play the Attorney General's promise from this
7: week. Most importantly, this case was important to the victims who had the courage to come forward and deserve the opportunity to confront the accused in the courtroom. I was appalled, and indeed the whole department was, and frankly angry, to learn of the MCC's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. We are now learning of serious irregularities at this facility that are deeply concerning and demand a thorough investigation. The FBI and the Office of Inspector General are doing just that. We will get to the bottom of what happened and there will be accountability. But let me assure you that this case will continue on against anyone who was complicit with Epstein. Any co-conspirators should not rest easy the victims deserve justice and they will get it the victims deserve
0: justice and they will get it anybody complicit any co-conspirators don't rest easy because this guy's dead anyway uh tracy melcure is with us now she's an actress uh she's now doing a lot of uh, faith-based films and she's an entertainer she was on the the hit series one life to live for a long time She wrote the book, Breaking the Perfect Ten. Um, She's joined us in the past about the tragedy of abuse of the young girls in Epstein's sex trafficking. And, uh, you know, Tracy has talked about these issues a lot, Uh, even personally, has revealed that she had been raped and used. And it's way too common. Tracy, welcome back.
6: Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry we're talking about this again.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you can hear this woman, Jennifer Arose, say, I, I want you to hear this. Jeffrey Epstein raped me. Play that.
1: Did Jeffrey Epstein rape you? Yeah, no, he, he raped me. Forcefully raped me, but knew exactly what he was doing.
6: And um, I don't think... What hurts even more so is that if I wasn't afraid to come forward sooner, then maybe he wouldn't have done it to other girls. I feel really guilty. To this day, I feel really guilty. You know, he 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 hurt me badly. Um I prefer not to go through this. So you know this is one way for me to
0: get justice you know I, I i hear about what happens across the southern border and i've interviewed guys that have that's 15 years worth of work stopping sex trafficking of young girls at our border you know this is a guy that was convicted one sweetheart deal um, all these people hang out with this guy knowing what he's like and then you have your own personal experience i mean i i i just can't i can't imagine the pain and That these kids are going through, and we're not doing anything to protect them seemingly.
6: Well, unfortunately, it's really hard to protect because I think people assume that this sort of thing happens like dramatically, like if, like a bomb going off, like you would see it, but it's in plain sight. You know, the first time I was approached, it was very, it's eerily similar, my um, story, because. I was approached by a quote-unquote recruiter standing in line to go into a bar in Hollywood in front of hundreds of people. And nobody knows what's going on, and it's right in plain sight happening all the time. So they're assuming like you would um, see something dramatic, like someone come put their you know, hand over someone's mouth and drag them off. And that's not what's happening. It's happening right in front of all of us.
0: You know, I I don't know. I mean, you're a survivor, but I don't know if you really ever are fully a a, a complete survivor, because I know people that have had this type of trauma in their life. It never leaves you. It's like an evil that is that has been perpetrated on you.
6: Well, I will say for me, becoming a Christian helped tremendously Um, and that I was able to really feel like I could bury it and get on with a life of, you know, of faith and turn my life around because a lot of what happens, and I think that's certainly what happened to me. See, the first thing they do is they pay you with a compliment, right? And then they start doing things for you. Like she mentioned, the first time nothing happened, but they gave her $300. So what they do is they start making you feel indebted to them. And as girls, we're raised to be polite and nice, you know? And well, go through so, when you
0: say you were recruited at that young age. What do you mean specifically? And, I, and how old were you at the time? And exactly, what do you think they're saying? You, when when do you pick up? Oh, this is not what I think it is.
6: Well, for me as a child, I was a victim of sexual abuse. Started at twelve with an attempted rape, then a rape at sixteen. Also had an, an employer at sixteen that had um, assaulted me. But when I was an adult is my experiences in Hollywood with the billionaires and the, you know, directors and that sort of thing. So I wasn't.
0: Is is that casting couch? Is that a cliche or is it real?
6: There's good and bad in Hollywood. I will say it's not, um, everyone, but it is a factor. And I know that for me, there was a director and, you know, I had auditioned for something and, on, I was on the job and it was a little bit like, oh, he, he's kind of cool and he's nice and he's taking an interest in me, even though it was a small role. And I was flattered by that. And before I knew it, his secretary was calling and, you know, would like to see you. And I would come to the office and I'm thinking, wow, this is great. Well, it wasn't an official meeting, so to speak. You know, it was an arranged um kind of process to see if i would be a potential uh candidate so to speak and i was flattered and he was a huge well-known director and i went to his office frequently and the secretary is the one who would call and arrange it a female secretary and and what know, did I, that
0: mean when you went there i mean and how old were you and what so he basically manipulates the hell out of a young girl and and holds out the role or or position in a a movie or whatever it happens to be right
6: yeah and see i thought i was smart and he was smarter because i i was like you know what i'm going to nip this right in the bud and i'm going to ask him and i went directly and i said hey you know i've heard about this casting couch in hollywood and i'm wondering what do you think is it real and he flat out looked at me and he's like oh my gosh he's like we sure want you girls to believe it is, but quite frankly, when I have millions of dollars on the line for a film and my reputation career, I'm not going to give someone a lead in a film just because I'm sleeping with them. And I was like, wow. And in my mind, I took that as appreciating his honesty and that we were like a relationship. And so I thought it was okay. Ironically, he was very straight with me. Yeah.
0: And you said this really happened, daunting. too, though, at home. Was it a, a relative or and I, and I'm not trying to be I only tell what you're comfortable telling. But, you know, this happens to more kids than I think people know.
6: Well, yeah, mine. I am not I don't mind talking about it because I, it's in my book. I'm an open book, literally. Um, but, yeah, when I was 12 years old, my older sister had a party and some friends over and I was up late watching TV. And um, so I was 12. He was 17 and he snuck out of, you know. And came into my room where I was just watching TV, and he attempted to rape me. Um, and right as the process began, um, I uh, the group of kids came out and interrupted it. Um, so it was it was rape. Um, I actually have a scar on my hand to this day from him pinning my arms above my head, and there was a little nail sticking out from the carpet, and um, he it cut me, and um, so that's where it started. And I, I don't, it's, you know, it reminds me like a lot of people think this could never happen to them. Right. But I really believe that there is something in a predator nature and it's almost like an animal, like a lion can sense the weak gazelle and there is some sort of primal instinct that they sense. And I think for me, since I can't control predator behavior and evil, but I, I really hope that for me, I can help girls understand that not falling for these temptations and putting ourselves in the position. I mean, obviously, I was just in my home, 12 years old, I wasn't out looking for trouble. But at the same time, I, a lot of times, as an adult, fell, I, I fell for the the cheese in the trap, so to speak. You know, and I'm listening I
0: know to you, I, I, I'm running out of time, and I really want to, I just want to say this to you. I'm so sorry you, you had to live through that. I know other people have told me their stories. It, it, you never, I don't think you can ever get over the evil that's perpetrated on you like that. We have it happening at our southern border. And I hope the Attorney General hears an interview like yours. Because, and I, I, he had so much passion, I'm sure he understands that I could tell. And I hope anybody that was involved with this guy, anybody that was involved in any way gets what's coming to them they deserve it i agree and i, uh, agree. I know and you're that- uh, and and it's very important that, that that young people know they've got to reach out find some adult somebody if it's not if you can't go to your parents go to somebody and and reach out and don't be you're a victim you're not the person that did this you're the child Sean, uh, I think yep. one of
6: the things that's important, though, is there needs girls need to understand because a lot of times when you accepted that three hundred dollars, like that girl did, now she felt like she was accepting it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's something to that part of it that prevents people like myself, because when I did get in the Hollywood world and I was getting my rent paid and all of these things, and so now you feel like you're also, you know a co-conspirator in it so to speak and that's are, where i think prevents yeah.
0: people from coming forward well that's the mind they're like i don't want to use the word that i'm thinking of but they, they totally mess with your mind they make yes. you feel yes. like you did this no these are they predators they're manipulate. They're, they're master manipulators you know they are manipulating it at a grotesque evil level young kids even and mm-hmm. I, I you know it's it, it's a very different world from what i grew up in i used to get, get off the bus get on my bike my parents never knew where i was i i know where my kids are every second every second yeah. of every day uh tracy thank you um uh, i hope people hear you they can reach out to you i know on social media any particular place that you want to send them
6: um, Tracy T R A C Y M E L C H I O R is the spelling of my name, and I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.
0: I'll tell you what; it. we'll put a link to it on Hannity.com. Make it easier. How's that, um, okay, Tracy? Thank you. And um, I know you're helping a lot of people, and I know it's tough to go back in your memory and go through this again. Uh, we thank you for being with us, and we're praying for you too. And we got to get these. You bringing
6: we, awareness, Sean. Thank you.
0: Gotta have justice here. This is not these are kids quick break right back we'll continue
4: coming up next our final news roundup and information overload hour
6: donald trump once again uh, is a racist who makes ever more outrageous racist remarks um it is insulting both to the congressman and to the people he represents this is just who Donald Trump is. He's just an old racist. And this is how he talks about people. This is what he thinks about people. This is not a grand strategy. He is not playing four or five, six dimensional chess. He's just an old racist who uses social media. But those Republican damage. strategists are
2: endorsing this strategy that's based on the racial divide. Well, Think there are a bunch that. of racists in yeah, the, in
4: the they Republican may be. Party. Listen.
6: He is not a president for black people. He's not a president for women.
7: He's not a president for brown people. He's not a president for the LGBTQ community. He chooses to just double down and triple down on bigotry
6: and racism. I don't know where Donald Trump is wants to take this, but it's it's, wherever it is, it's going to be dangerous. It could lead to some sort of horrible civil war.
4: These are very personal issues. And this president speaks with the casual racism of Bull Connor.
7: Our president has a hate agenda. This is a crooked CEO in the White House that is making decisions based on profits, based on where his friends and based on what his Trump organization, his for
3: profit industry uh, uh, would benefit from. He's a sick person who even when we denounce him he's happy because at least we notice him and he thinks he's controlling things. (laughs) Brian, we're not going to correct him. He's not going to change. He's so far down
4: this road of evil. He's not going to change. And I thought those tweets about Baltimore were pretty reminiscent of uh, Trump's comments about S-hole countries. The president in his heart uh, has this image of what real America is mm-hmm. and what the better America is, and it's clear that for him, that better America is white-skinned America. But-
7: yeah, I mean, you you would you would call it a dog whistle to you know, except that we can all hear it. Right. I mean, it's you know, dog whistles you can't hear.
3: This guy is the biggest identity politician that we have seen in the last 50 years, and he engages in what's
2: known as racial priming, basically using this language and taking actions to try and get people to. Move move into their camps by racial and ethnic identity. Our
8: job is to bring people together to improve life for all people, not to be a have a racist president who attacks people because they are African Americans. That is a disgrace,
2: and that is why we're gonna defeat uh, this president. The president says about Congressman Cummings District that no human would wanna live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did from the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt, but people are proud of their community. I don't wanna sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans too. All right. Glad you're with us. News Roundup
0: information uh, overload hour 800 941 Sean If you want to be a part of the program. All right. So you got the media mob, the Democrats. Uh, yeah. Attacking Donald Trump. Now, I know we've been over. I know that there's this never ending, unceasing attacks against the detention centers. And when we sent our Fox News cameras down there with Griff Jenkins, what did we see? We saw people that slept in beds. We saw a facility that was safe of any type of crime or activity of any any sort like that and blankets and pillows and food and water and medicine and baby formula and diapers and doctors and a soccer field and other rec facilities and TVs and telephones. And everybody was safe. Now, do I think that's ideal? No, but for people that didn't respect our borders, our sovereignty, our laws, et cetera, we're doing the right thing. And eventually they go through whatever the process is. I, I think people should be deported immediately. But, you know, that's apparently not doable under the current laws. Well, morally, more under the current court decisions. And you have all these people, you know, attacking. Now, the president did bring up that we have, for example, all the media coverage on the shooting in El Paso. And it's blamed Donald Trump for El Paso. But they... Within hours, we had a shooting in Dayton. Well, the person in Dayton was a radical socialist Elizabeth Warren supporter. But nobody in the media blamed Elizabeth Warren, nor should they have. Nor should they have blamed Donald Trump for El Paso. Nor would you blame Bernie Sanders for what happened in the shooting in the, in the ball field a, c- a couple of years ago. By, by this logic. But let's take Chicago alone. We had 100 people shot in the last two weekends. On Monday, I will report to you how many people were shot over this week. And I hope, I hope that I could report nobody. I don't think that'll be the case based on what we see every weekend. But you don't see the outrage from the politicians that are only worked up over El Paso. I don't know why they're not worked up over the the conditions in cities like Baltimore and Chicago and Detroit. I mean, cities that have violence. On, on the same par as these shootings that we hear about every weekend. I think we can do better as a country. I think the president's right. I mean, if you have 17,000 buildings that have been evacuated, well, why aren't we sending people in to either bulldoze them or if they're structurally sound, maybe rebuilding them and maybe finding a way to create a partnership with Bernie Marcus and Home Depot and get the, Get the materials for cost. I bet Bernie would do that as part of a a rebuilding of a great American city where our family lives. I mean, it's it's we can do better than this. These cities where you see the most violence have the strictest gun laws. This guy in Philadelphia had been arrested for gun violence in the past. Background checks would not have impacted the shooter in Dayton or the shooter in in El Paso. You know, there's a we, we you can't stop evil that way is by taking away the law abiding citizens right to defend themselves. Anyway, uh, here to talk about this, Baltimore is a mess. There's an article that came out uh, about, you know, huge issues there. All these cities for decades run by liberal Democrats have not helped the people in these cities. I don't believe liberalism, socialism, redistributionism works. Anyway, Reverend Charles C. Adams is with us. He's the presiding pastor of Hartford Memorial Baptist Church. He's in Detroit. Uh, Pastor Daryl Scott, founder and senior pastor of the New Spirit Revival Center, part of the President's Urban Diversity Coalition. Welcome, both of you. Um, We have 100 shootings that took place, Pastor Scott, in the last two weekends in Chicago alone. But We don't hear about it except for my show.
8: No, you don't hear about it because... uh the left knows that these are undemocratic run cities, and you know with Chicago especially being Obama's uh, home base. But you know, here's one thing they don't bring out, Sean. Most of the gun violence in the inner cities are they're not crimes of passion. Most of the gun violence is drug related, and they don't want to bring out that one unpleasant reality. These why do you think? Why do you think that is? Crimes well it 's all it 's based on uh, there are a lot of different dynamics to it. You know the schools are bad, the neighborhoods are bad and to to be quite honest, and people might take me to task for this but hip hop the hip hop culture incentivizes blacks to desire a lifestyle that only seems to be available to ball players or rappers or drug dealers okay i can 't play basketball on a professional level i can 't rap, but I want this this bling. I want this lifestyle. It's the same thing that influenced me when I was growing up. I was a victim of the black exploitation movies in the 60s. My role models, uh, the role models that I had were Superfly and the Mac and all of these guys, and they were all drug dealers, and they had the big car lifestyle, and we would look at that and say, "Ooh, that's what I want. So when the role models that are placed before the black community are those of those elements, and and you see, this is my way to get quick money, and I can live this lifestyle and, and,
0: and have these same things that they have. The easiest way to do it, the shortcut. To but this, rich, is, this is, is our that family. Style. Everyone so, that's shot is Ameri- uh, part of our American family, and they're dying. And the again. 90% of heroin that is crossing that southern border, that alone ought to incentivize this country to to, to have a border wall and a door. 90%. We're, we're losing 300 right. kids a week To heroin and and opioid overdoses, Uh, we bring in Pastor uh, Charles C. Adams. Uh, I don't want this to happen to our family, our kids. I don't want to report Monday that there was one shooting in Chicago. I want the people in Chicago and the people of Philadelphia to be safe. We saw 2% of the people taunting and throwing crap at the cops the other day, pelting them with stuff, and the cops are in the middle of a a shootout where six of them got shot. Why, Why is that happening? Well, immediately,
9: <clears throat> we need an assault weapons ban uh, in this country. There's no reason why somebody should be running around with an AR 15. He did not create it, he did not build it. We need stricter
0: gun laws, not just in Pennsylvania. Reverend, you do understand that you can. You do understand. On the gun? You, you, yeah, I'm I mean, it's the. Pastor, you do understand that anybody that wants to build any device that's going to kill, uh, kill large numbers of people, you can do that in 10 seconds. If that's where your heart is, all you're going to be doing is taking away the rights of other people to defend themselves from evil if it enters their home and threatens their family.
9: But we have more gun violence in the United States because of our stubbornness. Chicago has the highest, the,
0: the toughest gun laws in the country. They have yes, the laws.
9: Illinois has some of the toughest gun laws in the country, but Indiana does not. And a lot of these guns are coming across state lines. There's
0: the gun... Hold, Pastor, the you gun got to understand something. The guy in Philly had already been arrested died. on gun charges. And he still went out. Why wasn't he in jail? You're not making any sense. That's all the, the more guy You're blaming the an, an inab- inanimate object. The guy That's in Philly was the a felon. Villain. Felons villain. are not supposed to own
8: guns. He bought the gun illegally. When I was in the streets, we handled guns a lot. All of the guns were purchased illegally. Okay, if he, Reverend Moore, where he, did he get
0: the gun from? Take away the assault rifle. did shot he get his gun illegally? a matter of the heart. Where did, where did the Sarno – br- hang on. Where did the Sarno brothers get, get the the slow cooker? What do you call that thing? The pressure cooker. Where did they get that? They it's bought it in a local – are we going to ban pressure cookers next? Yeah, I mean, if, are, if it, if are we going to ban want, knives next? We are we going to ban son, tire irons next? Might well, you might as well throw we knives in there,
8: about, too, because we had a couple of knifings recently.
9: We are talking about an AR15. You cannot compare that to a pressure
0: cooker or a knife. Tell and that to the to people different in different Boston different that had their different legs different blown different off, different sir. Different what are you talking different different about? Different. Let me tell you something about let me tell you
8: something Pastor Adams about guns. Guns take on the character and the nature of the individual that possesses them. In a good man's hand, the gun is good. In a bad man's hand, the gun is bad. It's not the gun that determines the crime. It's the criminal that
9: that determines the crime. But you cannot determine who is good or who is bad before they get the gun. And it only takes one person to shoot six police officers who are armed and shooting back. It takes one person.
0: To kill. Okay, so let me ask you a question, Pastor. You're hung in, up in, on the AR-15. 10. One quick question: If the next shooting incident is with a pistol, you want to ban pistols? Do you want to ban all guns? If the oh, hold go. on, if the One you ban person, your, hang on, no, no, no. Listen, you ban your AR-15, you ban then the next shooter has a bunch of pistols. Do you want to then ban pistols too? That's when you ha- you know what? If you yes have or no, background checks. Stronger background I checks. didn't ask Across you that. I'm country, asking you. Well, the people in the people in Dayton and El Paso had a background check. They passed it. So, do you, do you want to I, ban? I would you want to ban pistols if the next shooting happens to be used? to use a pistol. Would you want to ban them? Semi, semi-automatic pistols. Yes. If they because that's the only. So thing you basically want to take away? You, you want to leave us defenseless? Let's be honest how here. Long, how long did the El
9: Paso shooter? Like,
0: so I, I'll, I'll get back to you. You look at the numbers of people. Chicago, one city, 100 people shot. And then the answer is it's the same predictable answer. Well, we're going to get rid of this gun or that gun. Okay, well, then the next shooting incident is going to be another gun. Or it's going to be the the insane anarchist cookbook, uh, a, a book that is written that teaches people how to build bombs. And what about the Sarnoff brothers? Do we get rid of those slow cookers? What do you call those slow cookers? Uh, Crockpots? Pressure cookers. I don't know. I never put, cook with a pressure cooker. I'd rather use a George Foreman grill. But they are it. Look at the people in Boston. And then if the next one after that is going to be a revolver, we'll have to ban revolvers. The only problem is, at the end of this process, when law-abiding Americans have given up their arms, they now have no defense in their homes. I know Hollywood liberal, liberals can afford armed guards, and I know our politicians have armed guards and, and police, well, what does the average American get to do? There's a lot of evil in this world. The evil is in one's heart. The guy in Philly should have been in jail for his prior weapons laws that he broke. Quick break. Right back. More on the other side. All right. Glad you're with us. 25 now till the uh, top of the hour. We're going to get back to uh, Pastor Reverend Charles C. Adams and Pastor Daryl Scott. I want to give you some numbers that just recently came out because it's very interesting. After El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, along with uh, uh, the shootings that we see, sadly, every weekend in cities like Chicago. I don't know why, you know, generations now of only liberal so-called leadership hasn't fixed any of these problems. Anyway, the, the call now is the predictable. Uh, oh, let's ban this. Let's ban that. Okay, well, then we will disarm law-abiding citizens. What do they do when evil people, like the guy in Philly, he had already been arrested? He never violated it for violating the gun laws. We had background checks in El Paso and Dayton. Anyway, if you look at it in the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the FBI and other sources, and you look at public opinion findings, you know, how many people die from gun-related injuries in the U.S. every year? um, Well, suicides accounted for six in 10 U.S. gun deaths in 2017. That's the most recent year we have. Um, 39,773 people from gun-related injuries, according to the CDC. Uh, what share of U.S. gun deaths are murders and what share are suicides? Well, in 2017, it was 6 in 10 that were suicides, 37% murder. Uh, what share of all murders and suicides involve a gun? Well, three-quarters of all U.S. murders involved a firearm. Um, How has the number of gun deaths changed over time? That's another good question. But the bottom line is, after declining in the late 1990s, U.S. gun suicide, gun murder rates have edged higher. And I think what Rudy Giuliani did in the city of New York was he he focused on the specific streets, areas, neighborhoods where the crimes were happening. And they had stop and frisk, and it was controversial, and it was called a race, but it worked. And it worked dramatically. We went from about 2,500 murders a year to below 500. That's 2,000 lives saved a year. We continue with Pastor Daryl Scott and the Reverend Charles C. Adams. So if you ban assault weapons, and then we have incidents with pistols, then you're going to ban semi-automatic pistols. Okay, then the shooting after that will be a guy that has— 400 pistols and he just lines them up and he shoots one after another in rapid fire, then I guess the next logical thing you'd want to ban is all guns. Is that true, Pastor?
9: Absolutely not. Uh, Although we do have to take seriously certain provisions in our gun laws, like for gun shows that provide a loophole for criminals to get uh, guns and for guns to proliferate in the inner city. And then also uh, different Laws for different states. So if I live in a state that has strict gun laws and another state near me does not, then that negates the value of those strict gun laws. So you want Policy the federal government to
0: be able to step in and have you know, basically full gun control absolutely. or gun? Do you support a gun buyback program? Do you support Absolute, national absolutely national laws?
9: Because cities, cities are creatures of the state. States are subordinate to the federal government. We're all one country, so whatever one state does affects another state. So you could talk about the liberal Democrats that have run the cities, but who's running the state? And whoever runs the state, they still must bow to the federal
0: government. But then, what's going to happen if, if instead of firearms, what if people start using other improvised weapons? Uh, I, mentioned well, I mentioned the anarchist cookbook. I mentioned the anarchist cookbook. You can sadly in this today go online and find out how to make bombs. What are you going to do when and a lot of those materials you can buy at like Home Depot? What are you going to do then, pastor? Ban everything that can build a bomb? The
8: the the, pa- the pastor there is simply echoing talking points. He doesn't really he doesn't really even believe this is not coming out of his heart. It's coming out of his head. I think stop and frisk would be a good idea. I think curfew enforcement, I I think increase uh police presence and I'm talking about I'm talking about it from a perspective of a guy that was out there in those streets that was handling guns that was around a lot of uh, drug and whatever trafficking I know the mentality of those guys out there drug I mean gun buyback programs criminals aren't selling their guns back they're keeping those guns. And he's speaking once again on talking points that he has that he probably prepared before he went on the show. But I tell you what, if someone in his family, someone close to him that he loves, gets shot, he won't be blaming the gun for it. he would be blaming it on the person that did the shooting.
0: That's a great question. Now, Reverend Adams, line, answer that. That's, line, that's, I, look, I'm, I grew up in the city oh, of. Detroit. Well, well, hang, hang on. on Reverend, Reverend.
9: Gun violence. Uh, I was talking with Father Flager the other week who had an adopted son that died in his arms, who was killed to 17 years old by a gang, by a gun. So people who are for stricter gun laws are not necessarily removed from the reality it's all the more pressing for us this is something that we have been advocating for years to simply say it's a matter of the heart is an oversimplification and you can look at the the numbers of gun deaths in the united states on the on uh, on the united states the continuous united states look at the number of gun deaths gun deaths in hawaii where the states are not connected where you can't just run across the border with a gun that you purchased at a gun show and sell it in Hawaii, where you have to jump on a plane. There's a, a vast difference between the two, because you cannot disconnect one state from another. a filibustering, man. Wait a minute. Get let somebody else in here. This is right. the Charles Adams show.
8: This is the John Ch- Hannity show.
0: No, go with ahead, Pastor. Cats,
8: not one. So stop for a minute. What I'm saying is this, I did any animosity, any, any sadness you had over that shooting was not directed at the gun. You know, that 17-year-old boy that died, any angst or, or, or sadness, it was not directed at the gun. It was directed at the shooter. And so, so, so the banning of a gun is not the answer. It doesn't, it doesn't make anybody's heart feel better. Oh, Junior died, but they banned the guns. That doesn't make you feel better.
9: You can that do. is not it the answer. Ma- it would, the it answer is the dealing, with the
8: dealing with the heart, or dealing with the perpetrators. We have to stop those that are perpetrating these crimes. The gun is just a just an incidental uh, a tool that is used in the commission of the crime.
9: You cannot do as much damage with the knife, and you know that better than anybody else, Pastor Scott. You know that you cannot do as much damage with a knife, than you can a gun. You never bring a knife to a gunfight, brother. Now, don't now isn't that since you come from the streets, don't you know that knife or gun, it doesn't matter. Understand if you this: stab somebody to death or to death still dead. In, in, in Chicago is three times the hey, rate watch this. as watch white this. citizens. Watch this. Three the child's, the child's, and man to say we're going to take measures like Stop and Frisk. Sean, I was in New York studying when Stop and Frisk was at its height. The reason why you saw less crime is because the economy recovered. But stop and frisk uh, disproportionately affected African-Americans, Latinos, and over well, 80% of the time, the people were innocent who were detained Okay, by let
0: me say this. Oh, the results so, were, hold, 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 let me, were— Let me innocent. finish. Okay, here's the thing. We went from 2,500 murders a year in New York City. Now we're down around four or 300. Uh, we're saving lives. Now, I'm very sensitive to civil liberties and civil rights. But I'm going to say this. At what part? You're both pastors. You guys are are, are preaching from the pulpit. I'm not preaching from anywhere. Um, You guys tell me, you know, how is it that these cities with the most violence and the strictest gun laws uh, and, and the most poverty have been run by liberals for decades and decades? Why hasn't anybody fixed it? What's going on inside the cities? Why do they keep just electing the same people that never solve the problems? And what about the family aspect of this? You know, what, what well, has that, happened here? That, 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 that What has happened in, you know, th- some of these cities that it's just a total, complete, it, like a seemingly a breakdown of our American family in some places? Pastor Scott.
8: All right. First of all, let me say this. D-Roll fiddle while Rome burned. And that's what the Democrats did on the watch in these inner cities. The Democrats were getting rich. You had guys going in on a, on a civil service salary that are coming out millionaires. They're getting rich at the taxpayers and at the community's expense. But in revisiting what you said about stopping Frish, Sean, let me tell you this. I've been pulled over at times, even when they've had sobriety checkpoints or whatever, And I've been pulled over. I don't take offense to it. If I know that the purpose of this pulling over is to make my city safer, I'm not going to play the race card. Oh, I'm a black man. Are you pulling me over? If it takes me getting pulled over and, and, and inconvenienced for a few minutes to ensure that another person lives and my community is safer, then I'm all for it. And so a lot of people with this, oh, they were pulled over for stopping first and they were innocent. Well, good. We're glad they were innocent. We want them to be innocent, but we want to catch the guilty as well. And, and so these, these are things that our realities. And the Democratic Party once again, as I said, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. They were too busy playing party politics and getting fat off of their communities and pimping out their communities. And as a result, this is what we have and now they're seeking to put the blame because President Trump is the president. They want to try to highlight these
9: same conditions that existed under Obama that they overlooked. Pastor Adams Pastor just because Pastor Scott is okay with being racially profiled. That doesn't mean that the vast majority of Americans and African-Americans are okay with racial profiling, because most of the people who are stopped and frisked are African-American and Latino white. Right, let me get really a
0: reaction from Pastor to, Scott. From to those because of those pretty... are the
8: people that live in those communities. That's the community that—let me ask you this. If stop and frisk had to save that 17-year-old boy's life, would you have been glad about that?
9: Of course, I would have been glad if the 17-year-old okay, then, boy lived. You know, then this, it was
8: worth it. If, boy if that one boy lived the Chicago off of police, Frist, then if 100 black
9: people were
8: pulled over, but that one boy lived, it would have been worth it. If 1,000 black people of, were pulled over and 999 of them were innocent and the one guilty person saved that
9: boy's life, it would have been worth it. It's just, just the reality of the society that we live
8: in and the reality of the communities that we live in as well. I can say if
9: a nationwide ban on assault rifles would have stopped the shooting at uh, Newtown, Connecticut, then you would have been pleased with that as well. But the fact of the matter is, uh, we're speaking in hypotheticals. But, But let me just say this. When we talk about Democrats running American cities, let's look at the Republican record running the national government. The economy failed under what, Reagan. Wait, wait, wait. Let's look the economy look, okay, failed let's, let's go under George Bush, go, the father. Go, let's go, let's, the economy failed under George Bush, the son.
0: Excuse me. And, I, if We're going to get into the. If you want to talk about politics, I'll give you the numbers you need to know. Under Barack Obama and Joe Biden. We put in eight years, 13 million more Americans went on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. We had the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, lowest home ownership rate in 51 years, worst recovery since the 40s. He took on more debt than all 43 presidents before him combined. Under Donald Trump, he's less than three years in office. Uh, We now have two and a half years, the best employment situation since 1969, seven million new jobs created seven million fewer people on food stamps we have millions of others out of poverty and we have the lowest record-setting unemployment demographically for african americans asian americans hispanic americans women in the workforce and youth unemployment now pastor scott you and i support the president i know pastor adams doesn't but i would say that under democratic Party rule, just like big cities and small towns, their policies don't work. Trump's policies are working. And that's the truth. The proof is in the pudding. Trump's policies are working. And if
8: and they're working in spite of resistance, in spite of opposition, in spite of uh, distractions, in spite of Congress, in spite of all of the forces that are aligned against them. His policies are still working. And what we need to do is rally behind him and just uh, give this man a chance. To make things better. The final
0: final 30 seconds, Pastor Adams, you get the last 30 seconds.
9: I am a supporter of those policies that are helpful for all Americans. So whoever that is, Donald Trump or Barack Obama or anybody else, Elizabeth Warren, for that matter, I am for any American policies that are helping others. And the fact of the matter is, when you put money in education in the inner city in the infrastructure like when we reinvested in america under barack obama
0: you're going the to worst results an of any president trend. in modern days i gotta tell that, you something we spend more money we're number one in spending in terms of per capita per student in the industrialized world but we're 37 in results that's it's not the money pastor it's this unholy alliance with teachers unions and the democratic party that have allowed this institutionalized failure. We're failing our children. We're failing them. You know, Baltimore, 13 schools, 13 of them, not a single kid, not one. High schools proficient in math. That's inexcusable to me. Decades liberal, you know, liberal rule in these cities, liberal politicians. They haven't cared enough to fix it. Got to run. A lot to get to here. Thank you both. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We're going to get the IG on Comey, the IG FISA abuse. We're going to get IG leaking likely. And, of course, we're looking at all of the big ones that are happening all over Europe. Outsourcing, spying on president, presidential candidates. It's all coming out very soon now and uh, we'll have hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here on monday as always thank you for giving us this microphone and thank you for being with us and making it possible. hey if you want a firearm that is easy to transport you got to check out the u.s survival rifle from our friends at henry repeating arms Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Proudly made in America, use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com.